All right, I guess we'll talk about the Denver Nuggets Let's today. If we have to. Let's change it up. Change we don't it actually mixing, have to. We're mixing it up a little. We're going to talk about the Nuggets. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. As always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. You use promo code DMVR and you get uh, all those bonuses whenever you sign up. Guys, we got a good one for you today. We went to practice. We talked to the king himself, Nicole Jokic. We talked to. Christian Brown. Christian wow. Brown. A lot of uh, That's a personal attack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, wow. You have a lot of notes in here, Wind, about Christian Brown. Wow. I didn't <laughs> realize we were doing three segments on him. Uh, and then, of course, Michael Malone. Last practice. They will do shoot around tomorrow, go over some more game plan stuff. But last practice before they take the court for game one against the Phoenix yeah. Suns. We're going to break all of that down as well as talk about each of the players and what our expectations are for each of the players. We did the overarching big themes yesterday. Today, player by player, what do they have to do to step up in, <laughs> in this series? You get it? You see, it's it's not a get it. I'm just I'm <laughs> using the language to frame a, a segment here. Uh, over here, I got Britain Vote. Guys, ever get a leaky cup? You know what I mean? Where no matter what you do, there's just one trickle coming out, and there's just nothing you can do to fix it. Uh, that's where I'm at. So that's a tough start for me. Great story. Uh, <laughs> over, here, over here, I just got Harrison Just to get a plug-in for that. Place across the street. Any what? chance you get? Well, they need better cups before I mention them by name. <laughs> Thanks for the coffee, though. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I introduced you, that was my introduction. All right. <laughs> then over there, I got D Line Co. Who hasn't said a word well, I'm, today. I'm, you know, I'm just waiting for my uh, opportunity, and here it is. <laughs> Didn't plan anything either. Let's go. <laughs> wow, man, just gonna wing it. So, what do we think of the draft? Yeah. Uh, we, the Nuggets or the Nuggets? The Broncos have not drafted yet. Uh, la watching the draft last night with no. Uh, connection to it. Somebody described it as like watching a Zoom call. It's kind of what it is. Like yeah. For a company you're not a part of. <laughs> Just tuning in. See what they're yeah. going over here. What's going on? Oh, yeah. Cool. Good job, Chiefs or whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but let's get into it because we do have a lot to preview today. Let's start with the practice notes. Harrison, where do you want to start with this? Well, I think we could just talk about the overall vibe at practice today. Another good vibe. Michael Mullen called it a good practice. He said there was good energy. Guys are fired up. They're excited. And today's practice was definitely really focused on the game plan and going through scenarios about how the Suns are going to guard the Nuggets, what the Nuggets need to do on offense, and how the Nuggets are going to guard the Suns and what the Nuggets need to do on defense to kind of counter their plays. Like Denver went over all of Phoenix's plays today. They went over their tendencies. They talked about the themes to this series on offense and defense. And so this day at practice was all about just, you know, putting in the game plan for game one. And I will say to both of the points you made right there, you know, we always talk about the vibe. And I see some people be like, I don't care about the vibe, guys. I want the, the vibe is important. Like the nugget. I'm serious about this. Like the nugget. No, I know. That's, who gets mad about the vibe? Oh, people do some uh, GNVR. They just talk about the vibes well, of the team or this we, or that. We kind of do. We do. But <laughs> I'm a saying. Big part of our show. We're always right. <laughs> FYI. The, the thing about it, though, is that like. You can tell when a team is confident. You can tell when a team is nervous. You can tell when a team is frustrated or bored or whatever. And that's my point is, <laughs> to me, the read I got was, yes, they went over all the details, but that the team is very locked in, and they and Malone feels like the details have been absorbed. Yes. And yesterday, you had that shooting competition to end practice. Um, really, like, loose, fun. Today, you could tell it's tightened up a little bit. They're a little more locked in today. They're focused. You know, just 24 hours away from game one. How Jokic you would expect was even, them to be. Jokic was even, I think, a little put off by asked when he was asked about the mood being light. 
Well, he was asked, is it like good to be like a fun atmosphere at practice? And he was like, what does fun mean? <laughs> he was like, this, this is just practice. I think he's trying to say, though, like, we're not just horsing around. Right. Like, yeah, like, I, you, you guys catch the end where we are horsing around. I can't get over this idea that somehow it's annoying to people to understand the human element of sports. I know. They're like, how are the people feeling? Like, we don't care about the people. Care about the sports, man. Like, yeah. wait, what? That is like, the sports. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Um, but then Michael Mullen was also talking about just the selfless nature of this team, and he said, "Look, to win a championship, you've got to get over yourself. Uh, we have to sacrifice. It's great that the two-time MVP embodies that, um, but everybody that wins a championship has to sacrifice. Been one of the themes of this season." And then Malone also said, "I like this." Um, losing players are worried about TNT, TNT, time and touches. Losing players and losing teams are worried about that. Winning teams are not. Thought he meant like coverage, like just being talked about on TV. No, not it's not TNT. <laughs> time and touches. Okay. Um, I like this also. Mike Malone said he loves when Nikola Jokic takes threes. <laughs> that was a big theme of the last couple games of that Timberwolves series. Like Jokic was taking threes and making threes. a lot of them. He hit a lot of them. Seems like he's got some new confidence, some refound confidence in his jumper. And Malone just said, look, when he's taking and making those, it just makes us that much more difficult to guard. And I mean, he's right about that. It's also, he talked about the teams, sort of how many threes they were taking throughout the year. And I think Jokic not taking as many is one of yeah. the biggest reasons why the team's volume was down. Great take. You know? uh, and now it's back up in the playoffs. Just, just an interesting thing to have tracked. I will say, I think it was last round was more of a three-point round for Jokic. Yes. Like, he needed it more because the lane was I mean, was he clogged. said, I'm not going to post up a lot. And he didn't. And he was right. Except I that do one think, game. I do think that there is a line. I mean, look, if he shoots 50%, take a million threes. Yeah. But I do think this is a series where probably the mid-range jumper and the shots at the rim are going to be a little more emphasized Agreed. for him. Or need to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's always how it is when he plays big like bigs that he has to pull especially out rudy gobert yeah. especially rudy gobert who is who just flounders out in space but is dominant right against the rim so absolutely that was always going to be part of the game plan i'll be really surprised if he i mean i'm trying to think like does he shoot them against deandre ayton i mean there is a thing of ayton may try to play a lot of like drop be yeah. in the paint just don't come out there and you know, maybe there's an opportunity to do a lot of set threes, which I think are when he's at the top of the key and he has a chance to like really like line it up and be like, okay, I'll shoot it. I just feel like he shoots a really good percentage, and there might be an opportunity for that if Aiton is, hey, they told me to let him take that. Right. I just think the fact that he made a bunch recently yeah, helps too. Um, you know? And then Michael Mullen's final point that I've got, he was talking about the depth of the Nuggets and how that can be an advantage in this series. He goes, like, look, we got an eight man rotation. We can go to 9 or 10 if we need to based on the matchup, based on the game. But he said Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are 1-2 in minutes played in the playoffs so far. Chris Paul is 10th. The Suns didn't play their bench a lot in round one. The Nuggets did, I think, compared to a lot of other teams. And Malone said Jamal Murray leads us in minutes and is 19th in total minutes in the playoffs. This is, this is a real thing. And we talked a lot before the playoffs started about how if you're a top seed, the luxury is an opportunity to play a quick series, you need at least one. Easy as far as relative to the playoff context. And Denver could not mess around because they got that chance and they took care of it. Yes, other teams advanced in, in five, but that's the biggest part of it, is it didn't feel like Denver had to empty the tank to get past five games. Whereas a team like Phoenix, obviously, 
just to have a similar result, it felt like they had to throw away more against the wall. By the way, you know who number one was in minutes? Kevin Durant. <sighs> you know who number two was? Devin Booker. Number 12 was Wynn, Chris Paul. Wynn just said all three of those things <laughs> one, one by oh, one. I'm just going to leave the show. He listed them all off. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, I got a call. I got a, we, we heard. Call. It's supposed yeah, to be we heard. silenced. Turn <laughs> um, your phone off. <laughs> I, my phone was off and then the computer ring. No, yeah, that, 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 that happens when you're on Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. Such an unfortunate yeah, that thing. That can happen. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is when you're on Wi-Fi? I think when you're on the same. Uh, yeah. I always wondered. You guys want to talk about my cup some more? Um, let's get to Nikola Jokic. So the first note on Nikola Jokic, his presser, he interrupted Christian Brown and ended Christian Brown's press <laughs> conference. He went, um, good job, CB, I think he said, and then just sat down. That's you must good. have been so conflicted at that moment. <laughs> Shut up. I actually don't have any notes on what Christian Brown said. Yeah, you, you right. Can, yeah, you, right. You can probably imagine what he said. <laughs> I, re I really don't. Like, It's pretty... Uh, Pretty just standard. But um, one, I think, cool storyline this series is the Nicole Jokic-DeAndre Ayton matchup. And Yoke has a lot of respect for DeAndre Ayton. He likes DeAndre Ayton. Too yeah. much, question mark? He really likes the guy. No, Too I know. Much, That's question mark? Every time they play, they like their homies afterwards. Yeah, like, they have this respect for one another. Dude, Do we like it? Any There is such a bond between any players that are not, not, yep. that are not American. Yep. They're all like, because they're like, you know, now Giannis like fell from grace just a little bit, and everyone's like, "Oh, yeah, he sucks. He's the worst." Like, it just doesn't matter. Uh, I saw tweets that were like, "Oh, this is America's game." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, oh no, this is terrible. <laughs> this is not what I want." This is America's game. That's hilarious. Um, I mean, you count Aiton as an international yes, guy? I do. He's Bahamanian. Okay. I mean, okay. But yes. I don't. Oh I, oh, I do. I mean, obviously, there's levels to this. In, I mean, like, he Serbia. played high school and like college in the states and grew yeah. up here. Look, but. man. I, but I do think that that look, Aiton is a different guy, man. And there is okay. something about being ingrained in American culture that is just different. That even it's like if you were become an expat in another country, the longer you're there, the more you know the customs. But you almost never know them the way that if you were born in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I mean, that's I think sincere. that could be it. I think. This is more why he likes Aiton. Jokic talked about how he's a really talented player. He's obviously not the main guy on Phoenix, but Jokic says that he thinks he has the talent to be a main guy, and he's really good at being in the right spot at the right time and being efficient. Oh, and I he said the matchup is going to be fun. My left arm for some Jokic 4D chess. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Oh. I'm, I'm glad. I, I was hoping somebody would bring this up because I was listening to this one. Uh, not full conspiracy corner. I don't think this is like deep 4D chess. But I got to say, I got a tickle out of the like, you know, they could probably pass to him even more than they do, to be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> it, felt, it felt a lot like Carl yeah. Anthony Towns is their second best player. Yeah, it felt a lot like that. I'm like, man, he's so good for how little they use him. And that's why I just respect the fact that he doesn't ever complain about them uh. not passing to him. It's really impressive. Most people would rightfully complain about that. Yeah, I think there's something there. We may be projecting. We're probably, uh, maybe we pro just a tiny bit. I'm just saying it was worth bringing up. Definitely worth bringing up. And then um, Nicole Jokic was asked about defending the pick and roll. How are the Nuggets going to defend the Phoenix Suns pick and roll? He said, quote, pray. He said, pray. But I love, yeah, this, this is Nikola Jokic. Just the way that he always, he's just like, I don't care. He cares. I know he cares. Well, I will say this, though. 
I remember years back, I asked him a question about Rudy Gobert's defense when when uh, Favors was guard, you know was guarding him. Rudy Gobert blocked his shot a few times. I remember asking him a question, and he was like, "Gobert wasn't guarding me." Like he made a point to be like, "No, no, f that." It was Favors, not Gobert. Like, so I know that Yoke has it in him to do this, and I do. Part of me does wonder, like, you know who you compliment? The ones you're not afraid of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like. Hey, great uh, point vote. It was really funny. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, is it because anyway. I'm so small? <laughs> I don't want to drum this up. We did, it's just fun sometimes to try to like read between the lines. Yeah, I mean, Jokic went on know, to say, on. went on to say to your point, um, look, we're going to try everything. You know, they're really talented. He talked about Chris Paul getting to the mid-range and how he's really good there. He talked about how Devin Booker's playing at a high level, and then he called Kevin Durant Probably the best scorer in the NBA. I mean, those are all probably true. <laughs> probably. I mean, like, this is like the the thing about Jokic is that he truly is just has respect for basketball. Like yeah. he won't ever get out of pocket. He'll he will over um, emphasize the positive qualities of an opponent versus he'll never just be like you know. Coming in and be like, and I think well, <laughs> and I think he means a fair amount of it too. I think he means all of it, to be yeah. honest. He's just telling the truth. I know. <laughs> just telling the we, truth. We've learned this that he's never joking or playing no, 40 chess. Like, he's yeah. literally always just take the truth. He says pray, and like we laugh at that, but I don't know. He maybe, knows it's maybe. hard to guard. That doesn't mean we can't play 40 chess, though. Yeah. You know, I do. You, do we not play 2D chess? No, I don't actually. I think <laughs> the pawns. <laughs> you can sacrifice the pawn right? <laughs> just on your phone. Uh, yeah, that's all I got from practice, though. Good vibes. This was, again, like, the sense you got today was they're kind of turning up the dial. They're locking in on the game plan. Yesterday, fun vibe. Everybody was loose. Today, it was definitely more of like, all right, game one's tomorrow. Like, we're ready to go. And Malone relaxed again. And, again, I always say Malone's yeah. mood, like, when he feels like the team has you know done what they can do to prepare for a game he's relaxed and he was just supremely relaxed once again today as was the rest of the team so to me i mean i can't hype up tomorrow enough personally like i just look at this and i go part of me expected it to be a little different i don't know how like i we knew this moment was coming i think i expected a little bit more fanfare you know just generally speaking I expected, I don't know, just the city to be a little bit more abuzz, and mm. maybe it will become that over the course of this next week. I don't know. But part of me just sits here and I go, we're 24 hours away from this. 24 hours away from the biggest series of this era, yeah. and I'm just so hyped for it, so excited. I'm, I'm, I echo that, man. I'm, I can't wait. I have, I've not allowed myself to truly turn the page just because I need to breathe, eat, and get things done. But as soon as like I, like I know that when it's game day, I'm gonna get just a knot in my step. Like I mean, this is big. Like for there are so many levels as to why this is big for us. But as far as like the narrative of the Denver Nuggets and things we've been threads we've been pulling on for literally years now, um, there's so much baked in validation for Nikola Jokic for the construction of the Denver Nuggets for building the team the right way for oh, believing go. in uh, not skipping steps for, I mean, it truly is the battle of uh, that, which we consider good and that, which we consider evil. Not that I consider the sun's evil, but just like the constructing your team by just get pulling superstars in and one after the next, like, you know, how are we going to do this? 
the thing the 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 thing about the NBA that people despise is being embodied by the Suns right now, and they you know they dispatched another one of these offenders in in round one, so that was good. But now it's like <laughs> now we need to have like you know the correct way of living triumph. Otherwise, what are we doing? Right. <laughs> Do you want to add to that? We all kind of gave our excitement levels. I mean, I, don't, I can't even. <laughs> I know Eric's was a little weird. It yeah, they really got weird at the end. I, I can't what tell what he's was done, weird? you know? No, I don't know what to do with my hands, man. I'm so excited. Even this show. You cover in, that hole in your leaky cup. Uh, I know. Just, this show is what fun. What a callback. Um, this show is fun right now, but even this, I'm like, I'm eager, dude. I just can't. Tonight's going to be long. It's going to be long. Tomorrow morning is going to be long. And I just, there's nothing, this feeling that we all have isn't going to change until they tip off. I I will say the team did not take it as, they have not taken the bait about, hey man, how much do you remember two years ago? Think about that. They are playing it, genuinely playing it like, hey man, this is two different teams. Like whatever. There's only four guys that are still on this team, I think. (laughs) I understand it, but here's my point. The Suns, I believe, are going to go at Jokic. Because they can't in the pick and roll, he's right. To. Prey is the right answer. Like that is a very tough cover for him. This series, whether he wants it or not, likes it or not, will be a referendum on Nikola Jokic. Oh yeah, for it sure. will be, and it can be in the most positive ways, obviously by dominating this one, and it can be in the most negative ways by floundering in this one. And this idea of yeah, I don't take it personal, this or that. You better by the end of it. You I better was, by the well, end. Well, I don't think Jokic ever will. I mean, that, that's just him. But you know he's, what? He's not going to care but about Harrison, any of that. You're right. But it did bother him some of the things that were talked. Like he, I don't think he cares about the MVP, the accolades, this or that. But it did bother him the way that people talked about him in the back half of this season. That's going to be so much more if they flounder in this series. I think two things bothered him. People, um, ESPN saying people that voted for Jokic was racist and accusing him of stat padding. I understand that, but my I don't point, think that has anything to do with what could happen in this series. The thing is, they just talked about. The thing is, they just don't talk about him very often, but they will. Again, this is a thing where it's like he would rather he doesn't mind the like just don't talk about, it. or you could talk about just basketball this or that, but that won't be it. Nope. People will talk about him in a different way, of course, and in a way that he won't be able to escape. And I'm not saying he should be afraid of that, but this idea of like I don't take it personally, they're going to try to make him look that way. Devin Booker, people don't remember this. Devin Booker had that 50-point game at the end of last year's regular season. That was so clearly an F you to the MVP stuff. Like, oh, he's the MVP. I'm fourth in MVP. And he went back into the game, if you guys remember, at the end, up 20 just to put more points on the board. Again, he doesn't take it personally, but it is personal, and that's my only point. It doesn't mean he has to change his approach. Like, his approach is always, I think, well-founded or this or that. But the idea of... That he can like be above the conversation is like not it's just not true. <laughs> I also think this is just something where that has to be a coach's message all week in this week. Like we're not we're not getting out out of what we do because we're so passionately linked with this team. Like his messaging has to be we focus on us, it's a new group, it has nothing to do with last year. And I'm sure the players are repeating it. I also don't buy it. Like I promise I you, know. that's like the, I think that's if we could give truth. Jamal Murray truth serum, he'd be like, Yeah, it's the Suns logo. Right. It's Devin Booker. I know. I saw what yeah. everyone said. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. That's the thing, is Yoke's just playing the the way he plays this. Well, but. yeah, the, the the thing about Jokic not wanting to be part of the conversation, he doesn't want to be part of the conversation that is subjective. Right. He wants to be the guy that just does the thing that right. is irrefutable. That, right, you know, exactly like it. He wants to win, and then, like, what are you going to talk about? The rest of it is, like what Harrison referenced, is just, like, ugly noise, and he 
took himself out of that subjective part. Right. And this is this is very objective. I mean, but but you just have to look only as far as Giannis. Like like I just said, like Giannis is taking shrapnel right now. Like right. Giannis's legacy somehow is being it's only because this is You never what escape it. You just it doesn't it truly doesn't matter. You you hit all of these plateaus, you're like, well, unimpunable, and you're like no, you're not. No, not you're not. Enough. No, you're not. LeBron James yeah. four championships. Steph Curry four championships. <laughs> yeah. You're still a bum if you lose the next game. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a break. On the other side, we'll start to get into the deep dive on each player. Fubo TV, Fubo uh, TV dot com slash DNVR. Go there to sign up. Get fifteen percent off your first month of Fubo. Hell yeah, Pro. You get hundred forty live channels, sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream it from any device. Watch the most Colorado sports, the Nuggets, the Avs for the lowest price. Scan that QR code. Uh, go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR. Sign up. Start watching immediately. Boom. Immediately. Boom. Right away. It's actually great because it's internet-based. You find yourself out and about, and you're like, oh, man, I really want to watch that. You're like, oh, right. I can just pull it up on my phone and watch it. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's great. Uh, watch the Nuggets and Avs playoff run on ABC with FuboTV. Go to... FuboTV.com slash DNVR, FuboTV.com slash DNVR to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. I am getting a win tonight, Eric. Man, they're getting Kale McCarr back. He was suspended for a game, uh, and there is some... I don't know what's going on with Val Chushkin. Yeah, uh, so strange. there's some weird things happening they're with this done. team. <laughs> but I don't know that they're done. You're talking about the defending champs, so... I don't think they're done. Well, listen. I'll be here. I'll be here. Come hang out. It's gonna be. I'll be here too. Yeah. What do you mean? Where's mine? Even though it's too far. <laughs> Take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Check out Ridiculous. Shady Rays. They've got really affordable sunglasses at way better prices than you've probably been, uh, been paying at I've all been those uh, wind. expensive brands. I, could, I can't find my Shady Rays right now. But you can't is, find your is shady that a problem rays? for me though? Is that a problem for me that I lost my shady rays, Harrison? Um, no, it's not because this is the vote policy. They should just call it. We have the Brendan vote policy. <laughs> it's oh true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the vote and Susie. If, if you I lose could... or break your shady rays, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. What's so. up, shady rays? <laughs> ShadyRays.com use the code DNVR. If you hit them up continuously about losing your Shady Rays, I don't know if they will yeah, keep right? giving you. They will. Your, uh, no, they will. If you hit them up every Trust single me. day about losing them, I don't know. But if you lose them, don't worry. ShadyRays.com use the code DNVR. 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by 250,000 people. All right, let's get into this. I want to start talking about these players here. So let's start with Jokic. We can start with the king himself. Um, my first note for him, this sounds so simple. Listening to the PHNX guys, you know, just kind of saying the general temperature, what people expect. I kind of think they're going to guard him straight up early to go and just say, let's see how Aiton handles him. He has to crush Aiton. He really does. That can't be a viable option for him. Now, look, Jokic's worst series, I think he averaged like 25 a game or something like that. Like he scores in the playoffs. Um but I think he has to make it definitive against him. He has to be the most aggressive version of himself uh, because he can draw fouls. He can put points in the paint. And there's just something, too. When you score in the paint, it feels worse than other ways. And I think he has to break that immediately. It's my job number one for him. So I kind of – I don't really worry too much about this, but the Jokic respects Aiden thing. Turn it off for a week, man. Just – again. does he, though? Like my, no, I don't I, think he respects it as I'm afraid to shoot. I, I know, but I just want to see that – 
follow through. I oh, see I see. That. You're saying embarrass him, not em- embarrass yeah, him. I like see, I not see. not like he's food, and he has to be. And I, I, I think, you know, talking with Gerald for PH and X, sure seems like they're going to try to double cover him. I think they have to. Who's the help side guy? It's Kevin Durant, who's playing 43 minutes a night. I don't think it's quite the same thing as you know favors and Gobert and all that. So this is this is there's a huge opportunity for Jokic to set the tone in the first two games and just say your plan A does not work defensively. Um, and so I think he has to be merciless, man. That that perfect triple-double that he dropped on him in his second-ever professional game, like, give him memories, you know? Give him some bad memories of that. Yeah. Man, I think it'd be a mistake for the Suns to double him. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, Nikola Jokic has to clearly be the Nuggets' best player in this series. He has to dominate this entire series, I think, for the Nuggets to win. And that starts with dominating DeAndre Ayton. Like, he has to look to, like, Nicole Jokic should go into this series wanting to prove that DeAndre Ayton, like, isn't as good as anybody thinks he is. Like, he should look to absolutely abuse DeAndre Ayton because he can. And, like, that should be where Denver's game plan starts, I think, every single game. Establishing Nicole Jokic in the post, getting a couple early foul calls on DeAndre Ayton, and just dominating that matchup i mean that is game one i think or that is mark number one in the nuggets game plan this series it should be at least yeah and it's not only what Jokic himself is able to do but it's just once you start worrying about Jokic, then it's like oh no murray's open oh no mpj's open oh no aaron gordon is open like i agree i mean we'll see how much he shoots we'll see how much he facilitates but I mean, all roads have to run through Jokic, and I don't expect it to be any other way. Yeah, I mean, after watching that last series, like, you have so much confidence in just how Nicole Jokic is going to play. Yeah. I I think we know he'll play this matchup the right way. For sure. But the other point for me is, I think we think of this a lot as, like, Jokic posts go at eight because they're not sending the double, which will be a big part of this. I do expect Denver to play out of the post a lot more in this round than they did the last one. But I actually think the number one way to beat Aiton is through pick and roll and then rolling. Here's the difference between this specific Suns team and their previous ones and really all of the teams that have guarded the, the Nuggets well. They don't have size on the back line. If Aiton is forced to step out just to hold Murray for one second just because it's a pick and roll and he has to step up and show, even for that length of time, Jokic is getting behind the defense. You're rotating over a Kogi or Torrey Craig or Kevin Durant. Giving up 100 pounds on Jokic, all of those guys. So to me, yes, he has to attack Aiton, but I think it's even more get those guys out of position and then just murder the rotations because they don't have the size, the aggregate size and length to be able to guard Jokic on the back end. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, along that same round uh, uh, lines, Jokic averaged 4.2 offensive rebounds per game in round one. That is the third most in the NBA. The other guy was like Paul Reed, and I can't remember who it was, but uh, Mitchell Robinson, I think. Guys whose only job is to roll to the rim and rebound. Jokic right behind them, while his job was also to facilitate, facilitate <laughs> every other action on the entire offensive end of the floor. He is a monster offensive rebounder in the playoffs. 3.3 Career average wow. offensive rebounds. Really, that's one part of his game that he really elevates. In this game, or in this series, I think the offensive boards are food. They are so available for him, and I just think it's, it might be on the offensive end the number one way. I don't think it's quite the number one way, but it's close in terms of how he could break the series open. Especially if KD's out on the perimeter for a lot of this, too. I mean, there's, I just there's only so much size down there, and 
I think it's a real chance where they can dominate Jokic. There's another Porter. I mean, we'll get to him in a bit, but this is this is one area where I think Denver needs to put a lot of emphasis. I also think there's something to like drawing fouls. Jokic draws doesn't draw a lot of shooting fouls, but he draws off ball fouls or non shooting fouls. This is one of the best ways to draw fouls. A compromised guy. I mean, how did Aaron Gordon get it? He's undersized, so you have to get a little extra yep. physical or out of position. You get Kevin Durant trying to box you out when he's a half step behind, and next thing you know, he's jumping over your back or getting a hand caught and, and this or that. So to me, he just has to, to. I hope in game one he has six or more offensive rebounds. Yeah, because to me it'd yeah. be a healthy process, and it means Denver's doing something good. One way the Nuggets can win this series is being the tougher team, the grittier team the team that's going to scrap and get to the 50-50 balls and get to some of those offensive rebounds. The Suns, I think we might find out they're a soft team. They're not a team that wants to bang on the glass. They're not a team that wants to like get on the floor and hustle for loose balls and scrap and claw, maybe except for Torrey Craig. He might be the only one, like Josh Okogie. They're, they're role players, but you're right. You need yeah. the stars to do it. They are like... They are a team that just wants to cruise and play their way. And the Nuggets, I think, can get to them and get under their skin by just being the tougher and grittier team. And you can do a lot of that on the offensive glass. Yeah. No, I, I think that that's absolutely like if you just look at the construction, I mean, who on that team is a, is a bruiser? There's not like Tori Bismack Biombo, uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but he's also tiny. Yeah, I mean, maybe mm -hmm. uh, who, Ish Wainwright. I mean, yeah, like, everybody totally. else is like they're they're finesse players. They're, yeah, that is a, like even DeAndre Ayton is a yep. mid range jump shooter. Yep. He's finesse, man. I mean, honestly, Ayton is a weird player and a frustrating player in that his energy really waxes and wanes, and his like toughness waxes. Yeah, and well, wanes. when you're playing with Chris Paul, that can naturally happen <laughs> to you. Like that, it's a I natural. Just, you got to put them on their heels. I will say the Suns were a minus seven in the first round, a five-game series, minus seven when Aiton was not on the court. That's another one where I just think – the one thing I do wonder about Jokic's scoring, because I think he can really destroy Aiton, does he go for finesse or does he go to draw fouls? Because I think that Jokic in seasons past, the Portland series is the best example of this, has taken worse shots – with the mind frame of, yeah, but I'm going to the rim every time. Like I know I could probably shoot this one and be better or jump hook this one, but instead I'm going at the rim and I'll get my shot blocked two times more and I'll miss a couple more shots than I typically would, but it's worth it. And I wonder if he comes out that way. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. But get eight in foul trouble, I just think they're screwed. And then lastly, I have guard the pick and roll better than last time. Again, I <laughs> don't think. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, this is a no-brainer here, but... Jokic, I think, was exhausted. I mean, my theory, he was exhausted last year, guarded every pick and roll, facilitated every play. I would love to think that he doesn't have to give quite the same output, but at the end of the day, they, he personally just has to be better defensively than he was the last time. And I know there's other pieces behind him now and there's other contexts. Yeah. He's got to be better. Yeah, and I think one, one variable at play here is that Nikola Jokic right now should be fresher and just have more energy and more in the tank than he's had yeah. in these last two playoff series. You know, everything post-bubble, because Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. have been healthy this entire season for the most part. They, they're they deeper. They have more guys to rely upon. Nikola Jokic did not have to do nearly as much heavy lifting in the regular season just from a scoring aspect that he had to do the last two years. He should be fresher yeah. and just more be more energized and just like i said have more in the tank now 
than he's had these last two playoff the, runs. The craziest thing about Nikola Jokic is it like it, it truly and they just beat the Timberwolves in five games. Sorry. Yeah, it, but it truly doesn't matter how much he has in the tank. Like he's effective if he plays literally sixty minutes in a game. If he like it's defensively, I don't think that's true. Well, just in general, the guy you, you don't see him wear down like you see other players I, wear down. The biggest misconception about Nikola Jokic is his energy and his right. fitness and his ability to. I mean, I agree, more is better. But I'm just saying like. I've never really been like, oh man, he's gassed. It's a sort of just he's in like, better mm. shape than given credit for. He's an incredible shape. Jokic <laughs> is the most confusingly in shape person you've ever encountered. But I, I think, think he's mentally tough too. I think exactly. a lot of being in shape he is works, how much exactly. Like it doesn't matter if he's just like, well, it's job needs to get done. Like I'm tired, doesn't matter. But wind is right. The energy matters, and on the defensive and end for sure. As any and offensively too, man. In that la in that Sun series, not only was he double teamed every time, he had spent two. He had spent an entire season just going into the post, right, yeah. banging his head against a wall, fighting against futility every night. He was absolutely gassed. <laughs> he and really it, was. It, I think it really matters. Um, your question of Malone was good today. I think it kind of caught Malone off guard. but So crazy to me that it caught him off guard. Tomorrow. I know. I thought he'd have an answer like ready to go. They don't <laughs> think about the stuff we think about I was about trying to all. set him up for that one. But it, again, it's not just that, oh, he missed this game or he didn't play as many minutes. It's just what does it look like when he's on the floor? Yeah, yeah. He has not had to lift mountains. And he, and he rested way more at the end of this yep. regular season than he ever has. Way and more. he was more willing to sit out games and listen to the training staff yeah. this season way more than in years past. All right, that's Yoke. Let's take a break. On the other side, let's get to Jamal Murray. We're also going to do Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter, KCP, and the <laughs> bench as a whole. Oh, my God. we got a lot to get to in the Can next I get side. some water? Jesus. <laughs> uh, Volo Sports, guys. Volo is the largest sports social company in the U.S. We are in a bowling league. Oh, we bro. bowl Monday nights. Our bowling team, just some incredible talent on that team, man. Uh, like, we bowled. There were six of us. Vote was one of them. One person broke 100. One. <laughs> You're it was to leave not that me. out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, you guys really took a step back from week one when I was there. Not me. I bowled over 100. <laughs> I was the only one who could goddamn do it. I'm just there for the Coors Light. <laughs> uh, if you don't have a team, if you're not in a league, don't worry. You can still sign up as a free agent. You can be a little uh, mid-season acquisition. Um, with the uh, Volo Pass, it's a monthly membership program that gives unlimited access to sports events and social activities every single night. Unlimited pickups and drop-ins and tournaments. $20 a month, minimum three-month membership, or $200 per year. Uh, there's also a beta version going on right now. Only $10 a month. For the first three months, uh, you can get a Volo Pass and start playing in leagues today. Make sure to use code DNVR10 for $10 off at www.volosports.com slash Denver. Volosports.com slash Denver. It's, it's so fun, by the way. I... It's like good to have things to do and to look forward to, and to like, especially if you're new to the city, which many people are. This is a perfect way to meet. Yeah, that's, that's, a good that's point. how I met a lot of non-DNVR people. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's truly great, and there's lots of people in the DNVR universe that are there. Playing. Yeah, not Ray, just us. Ray but like, is yeah, there, just the like bowling two fifties. <laughs> uh, Ray is disgustingly good. And it's He's a, it's so an, good. It's an affront to the bowling. He has league. like a beautiful bowling stroke. It's like it's beautiful. a thing of beauty, man. I'm trying to figure out what about Ray is not beautiful. <laughs> uh, illegal Pete's. Uh, look, are you hosting a grad party? Do you need food for your grad party? Yeah, Check yeah. out we Illegal Pete's. Oh, you guys went? did just. We go, went man. to get some pizza. Guess, guess oh, who's there? I got you. Just right upstairs. Buddies, what are you going to buddies there? Burritos. I must have missed the call. 
you were working on something. Oh, I, they they came back and ate it here. But they also yeah, invited. Is the funniest. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh man. Uh, we have a location right down the street, uh, right on Colfax. But if you are catering catering a grad party, check out the Illegal Pete's catering options. Catering.illegalpete's.com. Catering.illegalpete's.com. This episode of the DMVR Nuggets podcast brought to you by Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. And the official collaboration t-shirt playoff. Oh, it's in, baby. It's in. Oh, we should have had one on the set. Yeah, we should have grabbed one. Uh, it's in. It's beautiful. It's uh, We hooked up with Illegal Pete's to make this. Oh, to make the it shirt. Was, it was such it's a, a good hookup. It is, a, it is, a, it is a, one of my all-time favorite hookups. The working relationships. Had. It is a, yeah, one of my it's, favorite it's a, a, a uh, cultural stir. <laughs> <laughs> Cultural stir. <laughs> All right, let's keep going, guys. We got Jamal Murray to talk about. I put down here, he scores more against the Phoenix Suns than any team in his career. I think yeah. that's kind of been talked about before. Everybody's kind of keyed in on that he personally gets here. It's simple and redundant. He has to score. He has to be like, I don't want to put a number on it because the game will take a texture and he'll have to fit into that texture. But I'd be surprised if they won the series without him scoring 25 or more a game. I mean, what did he average last series? 26? Um, I'll have to check it up. I'll look it up as, while you're talking. So I think he averaged 26 points per game last series in the playoffs. Did you know that's actually more than he averaged yeah. in the bubble? 27. For that entire playoff run? 27 in round. Well, what's weird about the really? playoff run... Well, yeah, what's weird about the bubble year is that he averaged 31.5 in the first round, but just 22.6. Right. I mean, this is the thing about Murray is the off games were still off. Right. So I think if he has a repeat performance from round one, Nuggets are in good shape. 25, 4, and 7.5. By the way, Devin Booker in the first round, 37. Basically, same rebounds, assists as Murray, same efficiency, but 37 points. Yeah. The only thing I would say is just <clears throat> Murray's, was it game three or four that he was so bad? It's the one four, they lost, four, right? Game yeah. four. I think his nadir has can't be that low. Man, that's right, a great yeah. take. Uh, I just, Hell yeah, it's got to be a little nadir. better. <laughs> Hell yeah. Also dude. though, having that said word? that, yes. also though, having said that, there's something weird about you would you would rather play the Wolves than the Suns in terms of an easy win any day of the week, any day of the week. Yet you look at Denver's two best players individually. Is this a worse matchup for them? No, no. Right, like Jamal was hounded by the exact type of defender in round one that. You would want to put on Jamal. Yeah, I think Phoenix probably has to start a Kogi to do that. I don't know if it's the same thing. Um, I wonder what work Denver can do to get him free. But I think in some ways, offensively, this should be a less taxing series for Jamal than round one. Yeah. It's weird that his average is actually 24.7 in the playoffs, and he's had three above 25 and three below. Because 25 is kind of a low bar for a star player. But yet it's actually I mean, not average. on the Nuggets, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, more equal. The too. the matchup that Phoenix is going to have on Jamal is is fascinating. Like that's a real storyline because you're right. Vote Nikhil Alexander Walker had the length, and I think length is something that can give Jamal Murray problems. Josh Kogi presents a little bit different of a problem. He's like stronger and like a more physical defender. So I'm curious to see how like Jamal is able to operate against him. I think he handles strength better than yeah. Length. That, that's my first thought. Yeah, or the or it's Tory Craig is the other option, which there's length as well. Length, but also Jamal knows him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Tory doesn't. I think the Suns continue to start Tory Craig just because he was playing well, and their first adjustment is a Kogi. Okay. Um, here's another one. 
he really needs to get better at drawing fouls. This is more of a player profile, but it needs to happen in this series too. I mean, he's not ex- pers- explosive or getting to the rim like he used to. That's one piece of the old Murray that hasn't fully come back consistently. So if you're going to get into him, if a Kogi's going to go press up on him that way and he's not going to consistently get to the rim and finish, again, maybe he does in the series. I hope so. But if not, you got to draw fouls. That's one thing about Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Didn't really foul Murray very much. And it's very rare for a guy to play that close to defense without fouling. you got to get a little bit better at, at making guys worried to be that close to you. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing that Jamal, I, I'm hoping he brings, is obviously scoring, but it's the, those like psychologically damaging yeah. shots like those oh. when you're like buried in the corner this and like great. you can't even see Jamal and suddenly the ball just arises and and goes in the hoop without even touching any part of the rim you're like good luck good luck like if Jamal starts hitting like that it's like all right cool like i you know i know that you guys have equally talented offensive players but if Jamal is doing that and then we also have Jokic going and then we also have and then we're not even talking about Mike it's like there's just something there's something inevitable about when Jamal Murray gets hot that just having been on the other side of it when you play like a Steph Curry or something or a Dame Lillard and you're like what are you supposed to do and he just is hitting shots that is just I don't know it just puts the defense on their heels and it feels like impossible so yeah. I'm hoping we got a little of that in round one. We got a lot of that in the bubble. Like I'm hoping that's what I'm hoping for. Like I don't I don't have a number that I hope that he scores. I just want him to do that that thing that you just feel is you can't stop. They haven't been punched in the mouth very often in their three years. I know it's a new team, but like the core guys, and let's be honest, Booker in particular just does hasn't been punched in the mouth a whole lot. And as great of a player as he is. I would love for Murray to be punching him in the mouth. I would love for I love Murray him to literally punch him in the mouth. <laughs> I'd love for Murray to be doing what he did to Dylan Brooks, which is scream in his oh, ear. Yeah, that's God. It. Like, that's like that stuff. kind of stuff, because I think Murray has a million examples in his career of when the stakes are the highest and two guys are talking shit to each other, he becomes the best version of himself. I don't know that about Booker. Maybe it's true, but I definitely haven't seen it to the degree that Murray has raised the stakes. Make that. I don't want to make it a one-on-one thing. I do think he can get too caught up in it. After game five with the media availabilities, everyone sort of had their certain idea of how the game went. And then only Jamal said, I think it changed for us when they started talking. No one, no <laughs> Nobody one else, else brought that, that up. But for, one guy said something to Jamal, and he was like, oh, it's that time. And yeah. I, he, he has that in him. You know, he's cut from that Jimmy Butler cloth, not saying he's Jimmy. I think... Yeah, that's a big question I have. Is Booker? I know Booker is as talented and smooth as any guard in the league right now. But if it's at altitude and it's a 12 to 2 run and Murray's screaming in his face, is it how yeah. does he respond? That's a good question. And then lastly, I think he needs to attack Chris Paul. And I don't think yes. Denver needs to be in the like we're constantly hunting Chris Paul. But I do think they need to hunt him a little bit. Yes, they Chris do. Paul cannot get away with guarding somebody else. He can't be get away with guarding KCP where he's well, I didn't stop him, but at least I got to sit here for twenty seconds yeah. and rest. You got to find him. Other teams do such a good job of finding Denver's weak defenders and putting him in. P- make Chris Paul guard because I still think there is a world in which KD has a good series, Booker has a good series, and Denver still wins. Yes. I don't think there's a world where those two and Chris Paul have a good series and Denver wins. I agree. I think Chris Paul's the pivot point in the series. Like if he is able to operate in the pick and roll and get to the elbow. Like he did against the Nuggets two years ago, Denver's probably done. 
you know, if he's able to be as effective as he was in that series. Now, he hasn't been effective like that that many times over the last couple of years, but I mean, it's Chris Paul. Like he could rise to the moment absolutely. This is two slow teams teams that don't necessarily foul a lot. I, there is a world in which this series is easy for both teams. I don't think it can be that for Chris Paul. If you let it be easy, he has his legs in the fourth quarter, and then that pick and roll becomes really scary because it. it's a three-headed monster. If he's worn down at the end, I do think there's just things you can do where it's like tired Chris, tired 38-year-old Chris Paul on his 44th minute of the game. Is he going to hit that elbow jumper four out of four like he did last time? Again, wear him out. If he's rested, I actually think he will. He's a good player. Here's what Chris yeah. Paul just did in the first round. He shot only 41% from the field. Well, he and he had two monster games. Like he was like pretty ineffective for a lot of it. Monster fourths. Fourth quarter. I should yeah. say. Monster fourths. Mm-hmm. But he got to the point where it's like, oh, that's he's still there. That's I mean, yeah. you know. And there, I there think were, that's how he'll operate in this Nuggets series. I agree. Like he will try to stay out of foul trouble, keep his energy until the fourth quarter and and then i think we're gonna see what we saw two years Which ago but, if he's, but if he, that's why he's gonna be don't tired. let him off the hook yeah. right don't let him off the hook and so what do you what work are you doing between opening tip and the fourth quarter to make sure that chris doesn't have his legs because that's a real possibility and i think that's the route and again can't be stressed enough i love the fella but he was guarding facundo Campazzo last time these two teams played can it be different i don't he, love the fella um, can it can it be uh, can it be Jamal for stretches too? And can Denver force that switch? All right, they don't hunt. Let's get to Aaron Gordon. We got to be a little quicker here. I mean, number one, he has to make an impact on KD. I don't think he's going to be a great matchup, but he can't be a horrible one. I think when they played that second time, KD was like eight for eight against Aaron Gordon or something ridiculous. It can't be that. I don't have that high of expectations for him to be like the KD stopper, but just make an impact, make plays here or there that tilt the scales in your favor. Just don't foul. Don't foul. He can't. Aaron Gordon yeah. can't get into foul trouble this series. He can't get into foul trouble like he got into foul trouble against Minnesota. He can't. He's got to stay on the floor. Uh, and then score in the paint. That's probably a lot of offensive rebounding, but it's also just a lot of drop-offs, duck-ins, those things. If KD is the guy being the help side player, pin him. Every time he takes a foot in the yep. paint, pin him. Get, so you have rebound or duck in position and then go up and dunk through him. So he's got to be a paint monster in the series because there's no real solve for them without taking away some of their offense. They'll have to go to more defensive-minded lineups, which helps Denver. Yeah, man, and just be strong. Be physical. This this series is going to be so exhausting for Kevin Durant. He just has to play so much. He has yeah. to shoot so much. So it's the same thing about not letting him off the hook. Yes, you don't want to foul. You want to be smart. But every free throw, box out, you know? Be a right. paint monster. Go through his chest. Just make the whole operation exhausting. And I think... You know, that kind of line of thinking for me is almost Denver's best bet to guarding this team is just kind of how hard are they going to have to work to keep up with you? Is he going to have clutch free throws in this series? Is he going to be in position to have to make free throws? Kevin Durant? No, no, no. Aaron Gordon. Oh, Aaron Gordon? Mm. Uh, I mean, probably. Probably. Like... There, you know that that's somebody that you look to foul if things are close, and he'll more than likely be on the court at the end of the games. I mean, and you know, I I foresee this series like being like both teams can kind of score at will. So I don't think that it's unreasonable at all to expect it to come down to the end. And yes, Gordon, I'm sure will be called upon in at least one game to make big free throws, which he did. With no problem last game, last series, no issue. So why are we talking about old, old stuff? <laughs> uh, Michael Porter Jr., 
number one for me. I might be a little bit of a surprise. I think number one is also the offensive rebounds. Totally. People are going to say shooting. That's there. He kind of does that pretty consistently. I'd be shocked if he had a horrible shooting series, knock on wood. You never know. But to me, he can make an impact more than anything on the offensive boards because that's where they're so vulnerable, and that's where they can be... Uh, it, it just kills... You have to start adjusting and throwing out different lineups that are less than on offense just because it's like we're getting killed on the boards. We can't keep doing this. My biggest thing for Michael Porter is on the defensive end. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a series where the Suns look to target him in pick and roll continuously. We didn't talk a lot about the Timberwolves targeting Michael Porter because I think they tried it at times, and MPJ, I think, did a good job. But the Suns are a different animal. They have a different level of number of... They have more creators. They have more guys who can hurt you in one-on-one situations. If I'm Phoenix, like I am trying to get Michael Porter like two quick fouls on him in the first quarter switching him in the pick and roll. So this is going to be a massive, massive series for Michael Porter defensively, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something they pulled on last time. Last time they matched up, Michael Porter was not who he is now. He was a lot more encumbered by his back, I think, and his injury. Like he, He wasn't moving as well. His athleticism hadn't returned, and he was an absolute liability. But that's not the case anymore. Quarter has Porter has one quarter of defense that sticks out in my mind more than any this regular season, and it was Phoenix, and it was the fourth quarter, and it was Chris Paul hunting him out. Maybe Porter's best area defensively is the mid-range. Those guys that like to snake to their mid-range and fall away. He's figured out how to use his length. He has a strategy on how he guards that pick and roll and keeps himself in position to contest late with his length, that margin for error other defenders don't have. Again, he's 6'11". He did a really good job. Now, the playoffs are a different animal. But is Chris and our Mike different enough players from where we were three years ago that that's not an option? Or at least doesn't bear as much fruit as it used to? That's something I've got my eye on. There's a chance Porter is better suited for this than he used to be. I agree with you on the offensive rebounding. It's probably going to be Devin Booker. Wants to get out and run. Not big enough. I think Porter is a guy who should crash the offensive glass. And read it well. I mean, honestly, part of crashing the boards is knowing when not to. But he needs to be aggressive while still reading. Like, am I going to give up a two-on-one with Devin Booker and KD going the other way where it's almost certainly a three-pointer? you got to be smart about that. Um, The defense will be interesting. I do want to see if they target him. I will say the PHNX guys don't have a ton of respect for Michael Porter. And... Part of me wants to, to me, Mikael Bridges guarded him better than anyone else in the entire NBA. Michael, they, Mikael Bridges made Porter look like a scrub, so I kind of get why PHNX is so low on him. I would love for the tables to turn in this series because he's not here, and all of a sudden it's like, I guess we can't hide Devin Booker on Michael Porter. He just hit five threes in a row because little Devin Booker is just nowhere close to his and height. He pulled down three offensive rebounds, and like this is too small. Oh, man. Too small. This, this is a massive series for just the narrative on Michael Porter because we're so much higher on him than everybody else outside yeah, of Denver. For sure. Because how everybody thinks about Michael Porter is they just think about the guy from two years ago in the playoffs like that's everybody's opinion on him nobody knows about his improvements on defense this season nobody knows about how well he's meshed with the nuggets starting lineup like this this is a massive series for just the narrative around him all right let's take a quick break on the other side we still have michael porter jr as well as the bench and we'll give our x factors um Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer at dnvr uh check out the mile high city gold nail if you don't know where to get it check out the breck brew beer locator 
that will tell you where to get Breckenridge Brewery. Just type in your zip code. It locates Breck Brew for you. Does the job for you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, if you're local, check out the DNVR bar. We've got tons of Breck Brew on tap. Mile High City Golden Ale, the perfect beer to drink when you're watching a Nuggets win. Um, also at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, tons of stuff to bet on. It's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay right now every single day during the NBA playoffs. Make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code DNVR. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit the gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings dot com slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources Woo. also got to throw out a DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week oh boy the nuggets guys are two and a half point favorites in game one the line hasn't moved the line has not moved and i am taking that i'm taking nuggets the, minus two and a half i'm taking the avalanche money line tonight let's go oh i love it baby. what are the abs battle are mode they, uh, line. favorites or underdogs um, I think probably they're, underdogs. They're, probably on the road. they're on the road. They are favorites. I'm taking it minus one fifty five. I don't listen. Money's money. All right, that's the DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week. I like it. Um, let's get into KCP here. It's funny, man. I feel like everybody has really big takes for Murray, Jokic, Porter, and Gordon. <laughs> KCP to me, it's it's pretty simple. I don't think he can shut down Devin Booker. But he has to make an impact there. When I keep thinking about, I feel like this is more of a KD series than Booker. I was arguing with Matt Moore about this. Matt Moore thinks that Booker is going to absolutely roast Denver's defense in this series. Can't happen. I feel feel worse about, if you told me Booker has a great series, I feel worse about that than if KD has a great series. Because KCP is here to guard this type of guy. He has to make an impact. Yeah. And, I mean, it's going to be like a full-team effort. KCP has got to be great defensively. Christian Brown is going to spend a lot of time on Devin Booker in this series. Bruce Brown. I think Bruce Brown could guard Kevin Durant as well. I think you could see that matchup. But Russell Westbrook just guarded Kevin Durant. But um, I think this is just – this is going to be a real test of Denver's defense. Like, last series against Minnesota – Timberwolves aren't a great offense. The Nuggets should have been really good defensively, and they were really good at times. But, like, this is the type of team that Denver made these moves for KCP, for Bruce Brown, for Christian Brown. This is the type of matchup that Denver made those moves for, and, and now we're going to see it. Yeah, and, and if they do put a Kogi or Tory Craig or one of their defenders on Jamal Murray, it's likely that Chris Paul then ends up checking KCP, which he should be able to take advantage of that. Like we should see um, him 
getting opportunities to shoot those three pointers that uh, he's been so good at all year. And, <clears throat> you know, there's a chance that he can really punish the Phoenix Suns if, you, you know, if he does what he's supposed to do. But I agree. I mean, like, defensively is like where you look at KCP's ultimate impact for this team. But, yeah. you know, it, I, it, I don't think it goes without mention that his offense could be really integral as well. You know, I mean, he has, to be, he has he maybe has the toughest two way job, to be honest with you, because he does need to make his shots. He's got to he, shoot better than he shot last series and tighten it up a little bit. Just some of the finishing around the rim when he put the ball on the floor at times, it wasn't great. Now, his role is what it is. But I think KCP is, has been such a perfect role player all year that it's OK now in the playoffs to sort of ask for such a high bar. I thought it was a little loose from him in round one. Just tighten the whole operation up. Devin Booker, again, last series, shot 60% from the field, 47% from three, 86% from the foul line, averaged 37 points per game. I'm not kidding when I That's say crazy. he had the same stat line as Murray's best series, but plus six points. That's crazy. He is absolutely coming into the series on fire, and KCP has to do a really good job of shutting him down. All right, let's get to the bench here. Um Big questions about who plays. Jeff Green played 22 and a half minutes per game in the last round. Over or under that vote in this round? I'm going to say under because I don't think Gordon will be in quite as much foul trouble. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty, it's Let's that say simple. slightly under. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be close. I mean, I imagine Malone will deploy him to check KD a lot. You know, like, we'll see how, how that plays sure. out. But I will. can see that. Yeah. I can see him looking at that as like an ideal, just physical matchup. So they didn't have, you know, they felt like Towns is really a seven-foot guard, and they used the backup lineup of Jeff and, and Aaron Gordon. Do you do that against Bismack Biombo? He's not tall, but he is strong. Yeah, I think you start that way, absolutely. I mean, I, I feel definitely confident about that. The, the way you would pivot, though, is if Aaron Gordon, like, gets in foul trouble. Like, that, that is the pivot there, and then you go to DeAndre Jordan. I mean, that's the other option. Right. I'm just curious because Biombo is more of a true big and his job is more defined. Go rebound, go set hard screens. And I just wonder if they're like, hey, we need a, a real big. I mean, this is what they were talking about going into the playoffs is that Aaron Gordon was going to be used as the backup five more often than not, um, which I don't love. I mean, I wish we yeah. had a, like a more serviceable backup five that we got maybe at the trade deadline, for example. Uh, but here we are. So, you know, like this seems to be the strategy that they want to go with, and so I, ho I hope it works. You know who the best offensive rebounder is on the team? Uh, DeAndre Jordan? Thomas Bryant. <laughs> oh. <laughs> forget, no. forget about it, Adam. Can you imagine Thomas Bryant guarding the pick and roll no, with these I can't. guys? But the, the bench storyline is so hilarious because the Nuggets are playing a bench lineup now. Bruce Brown, Jamal Murray, Christian Brown, Jeff Green, Aaron Gordon. Do you know how many minutes that lineup played together in the regular season? 20 zero zero oh cool zero yeah and they, they didn't and they killed it in the first round yeah look it's we're a plus 20 something with Nikola Jokic off the floor in the first round that lineup crushed it did not play a minute together in the regular season upset of the playoffs so far second series in a row where we're going uh bench advantage Denver yeah. right <laughs> who saw that coming? well that is the truth of the bench in general though is they do have to win those minutes so much that they can't get away with one of their stars on the court I mean 44 minutes per game 43 minutes per game, I think, for both guys. That's a lot of minutes, man. Make them do it again. Just make them keep doing that. I think eventually they'll break down. Um, and then I actually think this is a huge series for Christian Brown. It's for Bruce Brown and Christian Brown both. But Christian Brown, to me, takes an elevated role. He played great defense on Devin Booker 
and Kev, K, uh, KD. He played great defense on those guys in the regular season and a pretty meaningless game. I just look at it and I think I think Jeff Green's minutes might go down a little bit, and I think Christian Brown's minutes might go up a little bit in the series just because of need. I would be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Agenda hours. Yeah, I, it is surprising. I mean, it seems like the bench was effective because they were so good defensively. Their scoring came every now and again, but like there would be stretches where nobody scored for like yep. three, three minutes, which all that's what we said all season. Like if you can just hold court, hold serve, essentially, like they're not scoring, you're not scoring, and time is ticking off the court and, or clock, and you're just waiting for your starters to get back on the the court. I mean, it was effective in the first round. I'd like to see them do a little bit more uh, offensively than we saw in round one. The Suns are also so small. The they, Suns play Biombo off the bench. They don't play another big man. Yeah, it's very, very... Bismack, Biombo, and DeAndre Ayton are the only two true big men that the Suns play. So naturally, yes, I think the Nuggets could go smaller. So I think the energy that Christian Brown's going to have to put out in the series is going to be pretty high. And so I expect his shot to be weak just because it look, that that's a big factor in how you shoot. How tired are you? But tiny little bench lineup, tiny little combo lineups... Christian Brown can eat on the offensive boards. He is so good at crashing the boards from yeah. the guard spot. And there's nothing worse. When you're a Devin Booker and you have to go up against a KCP, you know, the starting lineup, when the subs come in, even if you have a good lineup or a good defender, it's like, okay, well, I only have to worry about that. If it starts to get to, I have to box out every time too. It's just so exhausting. You never get a break God. where you get to do something easy on the court. Christian Brown, to me, can be he can win a game in this series by just eating the offensive glass in his 18 minutes. If he plays, he will. That's the thing about know, that's, that's yeah. the thing about Christian. Is he on the court or not? But he is. He's in the series. I actually think he plays a lot. And so I just don't. Those things take care of themselves when he's on the court. That's his game. He'll he'll be that guy. God, I just finished my Nuggets fan fiction uh, blog. I just put the finishing touches on. You're it. blogging now. Yeah, Nuggets fan fiction. I uh, wrote a whole passage about Pwat coming in and shutting down Kevin Durant. Delicious. That that only happens if the Nuggets are like down. I three know to two it's not gonna happen. That's why on it's, the road in Game Six. Hey, that, actually, that's the fan fiction. Nuggets up 2-0 and on the road, it's kind of like they're down twenty in the fourth. Like, all right, throw Pwat out there, saves the game. Save unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable, dude. It's it's so unbelievable that it might be believable. <laughs> uh, I look, man. There's a real chance he plays in the series. I hope I think so. it's great. But I, I think there's a real one. chance. Like one percent is real. Yeah. <laughs> God damn you I mean, win. I think he plays if something goes wrong. Like, I think that's yeah, more of a, exactly. like, crap, something's out of control here. Um, who's the X Factor in this series? AG. It's, it's Jamal Murray for me. I mean, Jamal Murray, I think, determines if the Nuggets win a championship this year. Uh, if he plays at the level or higher than he did against Minnesota, I think the Nuggets have a great shot to beat the Suns. If he doesn't, I think it's going to be really hard. I really think it's as simple as that. And I'll go with Mikael Porter Jr. I just think he can. I think he can be the difference between these teams who have their foundations of talent. And I just, if Porter plays his best series, I think it's the five to ten percent Phoenix doesn't have. Um, I know Chris can still do it in fourth quarters, but Phoenix is going to be locked in, locked in on on Jokic and Jamal, and they'll still get theirs. But is there a chance that, like so many teams have done this season, they don't? Value, they don't, they're not as worried about Porter as they should be, and he can catch them by surprise and, and be the difference. I think yes. 
think yeah. I think there's a good chance Porter gets more open shots than he did in the last series by a good margin. This is not a good defensive team. This is not a team that has defensive chemistry even because they haven't played together. So there is an opportunity for a lot of those breakdowns, and those breakdowns when you play against Jokic's Nuggets often are wide open three for Michael Porter, and you're asking how is nobody out there near him? Yeah, <clears throat> knock I mean, them all down. And for me, it's it's Aaron Gordon. It really it's just uh, granted not the same teams, not the same scenario, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But some of the players were on the court for that Christmas game. That was one of the best Aaron Gordon games of the year. Um, mm-hmm. He has so much ability, like. His ability to muscle and bully and take advantage inside is going to open up so much for the rest of the Nuggets. You know, it's going to help the spacing. It's going to help this and that. It's going to be a safety valve for Nikola Jokic. I mean, playing in that dunker spot, also cutting. Um, There's just a lot of room for Aaron Gordon to operate. And, you know, especially if we get into this thing where we're just trading shots, mid-range shots for long shots like take the highest percentage shots you know like get to get inside and just punish them close to the rim that to me is a very simple path to success for the denver nuggets the people want to know if you've had a vision i haven't dude no listen i'll as soon as it could come tonight if it, the first <laughs> make sure you get a good the, night you will be the tonight. first to know i promise <laughs> i will tweet about it uh i can't fault but i have to be true to myself i can't Fake a vision. Uh, that's what fan fiction is for. That's not vision based. That's desire based. That's my P watch stuff. <laughs> there you go. Um, my X Factor, I'm with Eric on this one. I think it's Aaron Gordon. I, this can be a monster series from him. We never think of his points being up there. And I still don't think he's a guy that you're going to give the ball to. But I do think there's a chance where he is just in the dunker spot over and over and over and over again. And it's one of those where you look up and it's like, wow, AG had 29 tonight. And you don't remember necessarily any of them that stand out. It just was drop off dunk, drop off dunk. And it just adds up to where you're like, man, they really don't have an answer for that. Yes. Which they don't. Which they they don't don't. have an answer for it. Big AG series. I think both of these teams have have weapons the other team does not have an answer for, man. So I'm really curious to see what little things that we've talked about throughout the year, identity, cohesion, home court. I'm really curious if they're going to be the difference. Both of these teams are talented. Both of these teams are flawed. Neither of these teams can guard each other. How contentious do you think the series will be? Pretty fairly. I think fairly. I think think it's going to be a hostile crowd. Because there's enough suns. Like, we're not... close to arizona in fact we touch corners we're close enough that there is like enough phoenix people that live here yeah they've been a trendy team katie's jersey saw a, fuck, a freaking guy in a steve nash son's jersey on colfax when i was driving well here. the homeless don't count i'm just saying like the other, the other ones what were you gonna say eric freddie says my vision was completely wrong last series no it was not well first of all it was that there would be a series that was it was vision. that they were going to play the minnesota timberwolves yeah my vision didn't go any further well, I just said I was troubled. <laughs> troubled by the but that size. Was, that was that was me waking up and being like, "Oh my god, we're gonna play the wolves." I'm I'm terrified. I love this one. I think it's gonna be a very contentious series. I would not revisionist oh, history, dude. Li- listen, <laughs> revisionist history. Revisionist. Um, oh, got it. Dumb. Uh, listen, the last time that these two teams matched up in the playoffs, it was the most contentious. It was the most disrespect it was the most like online in the online community like the phoenix side of the world was like they really really went in and they refused to acknowledge that denver was uh limited in any way 
They had their way. They made an action figure. They, they had. They made a oh. whole thing. It's like they, that they guy's made a, made a lot of money off of this man. He really did a good they job. They made like a, <laughs> a, a whole thing. And yeah, he had a little action. Yes, figure. and like yeah, the Denver fans were you know in their worst possible state. Were like, we don't have anybody, but okay. And then we just got continually clowned about it. There's no way anybody that guy's online, showing up. That guy's showing up. There's that no guy way with anyone that online has forgotten about any of this. By him. Can I say the Denver media don't interview that guy when he's around? Just don't interview him. You don't, don't have it. to. You know, it's like Lavar Ball. After a while, it's like we don't have to always do this. And then he does the bit. The same thing here, man. <laughs> don't interview him. You don't yeah. need it. I mean, I would be happy personally. Like. As an older person now, I've matured. I, You're so I've much grown. more mature than you were. I You're prefer the I friend. prefer the last series we just had with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Like I, Minnesota nice. people were so nice. They were so nice until the end. They were like all. Yeah, Jokic wasn't that good or whatever. And you're like, okay, just get out of here, beat it. Uh, but they're all Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, like they just don't exactly yeah, understand yeah, yeah. what's but happening. But I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want, <laughs> I don't really want it. Like it's too. I feel like I'm winning the matchup <laughs> right now. You're down four to three one, man. You're getting killed. What do you mean? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be rotten and terrible online. <laughs> I do think so. And you, on the court, are you built for that? Uh, I am built for it. Yeah. We'll I am built for this. I just, you know, this is a side of myself that I've had to lock away. But, you know, if, when called upon, you know, uh, who can say what happens? Um, <laughs> all right, everybody. That does it for today's show. Oh, super we do chat. have super chats. <clears throat> Drippington, thanks for the content consistency. I wrote some fanfic. Nugs and five LFG. Nugs and five LFG. That, something about that account doesn't quite match up. Uh, Danny K, if Nuggets win, it's because Jamal is playoff Murray. It's not. It's because Jamal was trying to be playoff Murray. <laughs> I like that. Uh, it's because he was trying to be playoff therefore, Murray. Nuggets in five. I, I like that's it. that's correct. I think it is too. Uh, Cadell Nixon, how many minutes do you think CB will have on Booker, and who is taking the KD assignment? Aaron Gordon, probably. Aaron Gordon, Jeff Green, KD assignment. I think a lot of minutes, man, to be honest with you. I just think Christian's a really good matchup for Devin Booker and just needs to battle his ass off. Ronaldo Shavaria. I think there is something Kobe-ish about Jamal that makes me confident in the Nugs. I am hoping he is a Nugget for life that has a Kobe-esque legacy. Not I, all of it. I think the- I, I've, I've long said I think Murray is one of the top Kobe-like players because people think of him as a guard. Steph Curry, Murray. Yeah, he is much more of a footwork type player. The Maple Mamba. The Maple Mamba man. Uh. Again, from Reynaldo. Also, I'm sitting near Sun's bench at tomorrow's game. Any tips oh. to berate Aiton and getting his head would be Funny you asked, Reynaldo. Yeah, we gave the, the Check yesterday's show. Check no, yesterday's I'm telling show. you, I, in case he's not trolling, yes, you need to bring up the fact that Nuggets players seem to respect him more than his own teammates. Why is that? Just be polite about it. And then, uh, yeah. just pass him a note. Hey, real, why real did they cost a lot of money? No, it's really not. It's not long-winded. You just start, they hear these things. They hear them. <laughs> Boo! You suck. Like they don't. Just be that's like, like background. They noise. didn't want you. Yeah. Clap, Chris, clap, I think Chris clap, Paul clap, clap. hates you is a great. Chris a great is di- an asshole. Chris yeah. Paul hates you. Just be like, yeah, I was talking to Chris the other day. He said he actually hates DeAndre. Just ask Aiton. Why do they always blame you every time things go bad? I, you seem like you're playing well to me. All right, I Rock-a-bot. love video games as well. Rockabot Bruce Brown is the X factor. Run CP3 off the court, guarding Booker drives. Maybe playing D on KD like Westbrook. Is every nugget being good the key? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. it's all, that wouldn't hurt. Man, he solved it. Or she. He or she. You know. Super chat. Would the Suns put CP3 on MPG, MPJ and Tory Craig on Jamal Murray? Maybe. Yeah, I, th- I don't think that. The, I mean, 
It's funny. I think, when, no, sorry. I was just gonna say it's funny when you like look at these. You're like, he's on him. He's on him. Yeah. <laughs> but like when the game happens, it's like everything's swirling around. People <laughs> running around. Like that will definitely happen. Those matchups will definitely happen. Yeah. That it. All righty, there we go. Everybody, hit that like button for us on the way out. We're going to be back baby. tomorrow, 6 o'clock with the pregame uh, show. And I'm telling you guys. Uh, I just come, felt it. Come down oh. to the bar. Come down to the bar. It's Saturday night. You're going to want to be down here anyway. We got happy hours pricing for the entire game. So it's actually the best and cheapest time to come to the DNVR bar is for a watch party. You're going to have a great time. And it's going to be packed here with Nuggets fans. You're going to love it. We'll see you guys then.